Good morning. So their three parents were talking about their sons, how great they are. One of them said, well, my son is a priest. He's the best preacher in town, and all the people love him. Okay, another one said, well, my son is a cardinal. So everyone loves him because that people are seeking favor from him all the time. The third one said, well, my son is the most handsome man. Everywhere he goes, people say, oh my God. <laughs> so as you come to watch today, the, what we're expressing today is, oh my God. It's what we celebrate on the face of the body and blood of Christ, the most holy Eucharist. The readings today are calling us to focus on one thing mainly, the priesthood of Christ, the eternal priesthood, in which he invites all of us to participate in his priesthood. That's why in the first ring today, we see Melchizedek and Abraham. What do they do? Abraham goes after these kings who had taken his brother Lot as a slave. He defeats them, he takes all their spoil, returns to Melchizedek, what does Abraham do and Melchizedek? They offer a blessing to God. Yes, they offer the blessing to God. What do they use? Bread and wine. Can you imagine a world without bread and wine? That would be a boring world. Because everywhere we know, all of us, we turn to bread, we turn to wine. Most times we do. So Jesus also uses the things he knows that we all have access to this to prefigure what is going to give us an eternal sacrifice. So when we come to worship today, the th first thing we do in our worship this morning is we are participating in blessing God, in praising God, like Abraham did, like Melchizedek did. So then in the second reading, we see Paul is giving us the oldest account of the Eucharist. It's not say, hey, I'm writing to you because of this. Say, no. It says, I am giving you what was handed over to me. It's not his. He says that on the night he suffered, this is what he did. Now, I know most of our Christian brothers, the non-Catholics and uh, other non-Christians, they have a very hard time to believe that Christ is truly present in the Eucharist. But I always ask them, if we believe that Christ is God, yes, and we know in creation God says, let there be, and we believe there was, what can stop him from saying, let this be my body and blood? There's some logic. So if he tells us, this is my body, this is my blood, this is it. So when we come to celebrate th this feast today, we are looking at the sacrificial love and a perfect way of worshiping God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. The entire Trinity is worshiped in the Eucharist. So it's not what we do, it's what God has done for us and is inviting us every day to participate in this Eucharist. So every time we receive the blood of Christ, what do you see? Is it just a piece of bread? What do you see? Because Aquinas says this is the greatest miracles Jesus has ever done. He has did so many miracles, 
made the lame walk, the blind to see. He said, but this is the greatest miracle. He lives us. So when we come to worship this Sunday, we come to worship God perfectly in his triune nature. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Not because we are worthy, because he has qualified us to approach the altar. None of us is worthy, but he qualifies us, says, come, you're my brothers, my sisters. So that's why in the gospel today, Jesus also, we have this theme prefiguring the Eucharist, Jesus brings the eternal bread of life who satisfies us. But the first thing the disciples say, hey, take them away, you have not enough bread. Jesus says, give them something yourselves. So if Jesus is going to do a miracle in our lives, he wants us to be part of it. We must participate, we must take part, then Jesus feels what is missing, what we can't do. But it's very easy for us to go back home and say, God, I just pray, help me, this and this and this, ABC. And God says, no, you can do something yourself, then I can help you. So we always wait for God to do everything. He says, no, I am going to do my part, you must do yours. That's why he says, give them something yourself. And then they produced what they could produce, which wasn't enough. And that's what Jesus supplemented to make it enough. So it's very easy for us to talk ourselves out of things, say, I'm not good enough. I'm not that skilled enough. God says, no, I want to use the little skill you have, the little knowledge you have, to make it plenty and abundant, my mission to be accomplished. So today, as we celebrate the Eucharist, we come to worship God the Father. Secondly, we participate what Jesus told us. Do this in memory of me. So every time we celebrate the Eucharist, we are fulfilling Jesus' command. We are doing this in his memory. It's not us who transform the, the bread and the wine. It's the Holy Spirit. That's why we say, let your spirit come upon these gifts to make them holy. It's not us. It's his power that transforms it. So today, as we serve the Eucharist, the question is, how are you approaching it? Do you see Christ present? Do you hear him speaking to you that I want to spend this day with you today? I want to take over your life today. And what has been bothering you? How do you bring those bothering you to Christ today in the Eucharist? He says, here I am. After feeding us, then he says, now go into the world and feed the world. The world is hungry for God. The, hungry, the world is so thirsty for God. But he satisfies us and says, now go and feed your world. Your world begins with your family, your neighbors, your church. It's the little things you can do in your world that God is going to use your talents and gifts to multiply, to satisfy those he's bringing your way. So we ask him to give us the grace to see him present and to worship him as we are supposed to. The Lord be with you.